0: Welcome back to my podcast. Yes, I know. You thought I wouldn't be back. You thought I was going to do you dirty like I did last time when I said I was coming back, and then I didn't for a whole ass year. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't have to keep bringing it up. Jeez. I've been learning some valuable lessons, and I feel bad. I still feel bad. Okay, guys, I'm just going to keep apologizing to you uh, for doing that to you all because I still feel bad. (laughs) this is my own conscience i know you guys honestly probably don't give a fuck but that's okay anyways what a fucking week i don't know if you guys want me to update you on my life uh believe it or not i do really hate talking about my own shit unless i feel like people can learn from it so i guess let me know uh i'll give you a little mini update for anyone who does want to know you little nosy nellies um it's been a weird week a weird little week, and honestly, the more time I spend outside of my apartment just socializing and doing things that other 20- to 30-year-olds do, the more I want to just lock myself in my room and then work myself into a coma, which is the usual Liz King style of doing things. Um But, yeah, I'm learning a lot about myself. Anyways, I don't know. I know that wasn't really much info, but... Like, I'll start talking about my life, and then I'm like, no, 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 this can't be the place and time to do this, because one, no one fucking asked, and two, I don't know how it's going to help anyone, so I don't know. Let me know if that's if that's what you guys want. If you're nosy, we can have a little tea session every podcast or something like that. Maybe it'll be a way we can connect, or maybe I'll do, like, a personal update in one episode so we can just get everything all out in the open at once. Um, also... <laughs> Shout out to everyone who did message me about last week's podcast. I got really amazing feedback. Um, no one said anything mean, so that was really, really great. <laughs> and um, that helps me a lot. I love you all so much. Um, so I like really, really appreciate your feedback on this. Again, this is... My podcast is just kind of like something I do. I don't really advertise for a whole lot. I maybe like post a story or one post every once in a while. So it's kind of like a whoever finds it gets to listen sort of thing. So I really do appreciate your your feedback with it because I do want to be giving you information that you you need and being able to explain it in a way that you guys understand. So I really appreciate any feedback. But again, just DM me because um, like don't don't post it publicly unless it's it's positive because I am sensitive. So thank you all right here we fucking go again so I know I know I said I was gonna do another Q&A but I lied (laughs) I lied to your face no I'm sorry no really I was planning on it and then I started responding to this one question this one specific question and it ended up I was like I can talk about this for three hours straight so I'm just gonna make it whole episode but I think it worked out really well because it's something that I do all want you guys to understand thoroughly because it's one of those things, one of those parts of fitness that can easily be taken out of context. However, I did add a couple of extra little speed round Q and A's at the end just to keep it spicy and to give you guys what you want, you know? So here it is. We are going to be discussing the signs of overtraining. So the original question was, what are the signs of overtraining? Uh, and this is such a good question. This is such a good question. I didn't realize how good of a question it was until I started, uh, getting into it and talking about it because it brought up a lot of things that I actually even forgot about myself. So now I'm going to say something a little crazy, but there are a lot of arguments about this. There are a lot of debates over if overtraining and OTS, so overtraining syndrome is even real. Let me go through a little explanation and then we can discuss that in a second. Overtraining syndrome is described as a condition in which an athlete or fitness client experiences fatigue, declining performance, and burnout by definition. But um, let let me break this down because I feel like we hear the word overtraining as one particular thing that happens when it's actually a continuum and there's few different levels of it. For example, overtraining, quote overtraining, can range from an occasional day of overdoing it all the way to a more chronic state of recovery that can last for weeks up to years. It could honestly ruin your athletic career, like it could ruin your life, like quality of life as well. Also, might I add that overtraining is not exclusive to physical symptoms and it can have very heavy mental side effects as well. I'm going to go through a couple of examples of overtraining, but please keep this in mind. Overtraining is possible for like avid gym goers or if you are someone who has increased their activity pretty drastically. Now, here's a big one. There is a difference. In my mind, there's a difference between burning out and overtraining. So OTS, which is overtraining syndrome, OTS is most commonly found amongst athletes. Now, let me remind you that most athletes train for a minimum of three hours every day including active recovery, and even that is not a whole lot compared to college-level or professional athletes uh, who can spend anywhere from 48 hours training most days. Now, they aren't fully active that entire time. However, they are running drills, practicing their sport. This also goes for weightlifters as well, people who really do it as a sport. Like, I know the Olympics were going on, and I'm pretty sure we've all seen the videos of the triathletes, like, finishing and collapsing. I know that they have very specific training techniques and typically a team of people and advisors making sure that they're doing the right thing so that they avoid OTS. Um, the probability of you reaching OTS from trying to work out for 30 minutes, five days a week is pretty slim. However, and unless, and that's a big old, unless <laughs> you are under fueling, not eating enough, not getting enough sleep, not managing your hormones, there's a bunch of different things that can contribute and like outside factors that can contribute to quote unquote overtraining syndrome. So that's why I like calling it burning out more than overtraining syndrome because overtraining syndrome really is only classified by a decline in performance, but that doesn't necessarily mean that like you might not always see that when you're burning yourself out, if that makes any sense. So Here's why OTS is under review by scientists for even being real or not. Number one, there is no test that can definitively diagnose overtraining syndrome. Like, there's no way of telling, yes, you have OTS or or, no, you don't. Um, Second, there's really no consensus on the observable and measurable changes that should be used to identify OTS, which in Liz language means the only difference that they are able to determine OTS is by a decrease in performance amongst athletes, which is what I just said. So experts are trying to rename it. (laughs) Listen to this. They're trying to rename it paradoxical deconditioning syndrome or unexplained underperformance syndrome. oh that's so funny like both names are trying to explain something that might not be real but is valid in a way because of like it it is real (laughs) i'm so sorry i just find that so funny sometimes like you really don't want to have the problem that is by definition under a name that consists of the word unexplained (laughs) or paradoxical (laughs) anyway so i think the reason that they're trying to rename it is because other researchers like, have argued that including the word overtraining in the name applies that the root cause always lies in the workout program, which is doesn't, So, which is what I'm trying to say. There's a bunch of outside factors. So, because it's believed that the OTS results from accumulation of factors, like, that, uh, that are outside of exercise sessions. Uh, it's, like, it's just a combination of everything. Which is also why it can be really difficult to spot somebody with OTS because the signs and symptoms are pretty in line with just like general fatigue, unless it's gotten very severe. And like I said, unless you are declining in performance, which also means you need, you need to be like tracking your performance. Like very, um, like very closely, you need to be tracking your performance to be able to like tell if you are actually declining in performance from doing too much. And if you're not someone who is an athlete and dedicates their days to training, Majority of your stress and fatigue is going to be because of external factors. So your job, kids, finances, social life, husband, your boyfriend, pretty much any man in your life. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. Or am I? Or am I? So uh, sorry, Um, I'm still hurt. (laughs) So here are some symptoms of OTS that you can watch out for now again i feel like i'm going to read these and everyone's going to be like that's me <laughs> but please just sit tight and let me explain all of this to you because there is a spectrum there's always a spectrum to everything in life i feel like that's my new motto motto because like I've, there's just everything is, is on a spectrum here are some exercise related symptoms one a plateau or decline in workout performance and progress okay 2 a perception of increased exertion during normal or easy workouts so meaning your normal or easy workouts end up taking like a lot of your energy 3 excessive sweating or overheating self-explanatory 4 unusual feelings of heaviness stiffness or soreness in muscles 5 a lack of feeling refreshed after a regular tests uh, after regular rest and recovery 6 Recurrent injuries such as muscle sprains, tendinitis, stress fractures, and cr- chronic joint pain. Seven, a decline in enthusiasm for exercise. <laughs> Skipping or quitting workouts. Okay. Okay, so hear me out. Hear me out. I can swear. I swear to you that five, five out of six of these feel like me every day. <laughs> and I assure you, I do not overtrain. I do not overtrain. I've, I did overtrain at one point in my life. Which did result in my second ankle fracture during an exercise class that I was teaching. Like, I literally fractured my ankle during this class that I was teaching, and it was pretty awkward, but I literally didn't want everyone to stop their workout because then I felt responsible for ruining their workout. So I just kept going. <laughs> I'm so fucking stupid. I got on the ground and was like, okay, we're gonna do, we're gonna go right into abs now. <laughs> everyone just keep your feet elevated so I could just keep my foot up. <laughs> And we did, like, 15 minutes of core, and I was just holding my leg up the entire time. Oh, my God. Good times, honestly. Um, I, like, I cried in pain in front of my boss, uh, like, later, which was also awkward at the time. Um, now I cry openly to anyone who will watch. Uh, so we're over that. But anyways, sorry. Like, generalized physical symptoms of overtraining, I feel like, are so common amongst people who are just, like, tired of life. <laughs> okay that's that's not that's not what I mean I didn't mean that like tired of life um I mean like tired of like working like staring at a computer um staring at your phone rewatching all my tiktoks like it's really tiring even just sitting at a desk um even being a little sore from a good workout there's so many mental things that can attribute to just like general fatigue and kind of make you feel like that and also just feel like you're too tired for a workout and you know the rest of the list now we are moving on to the mental so physical mental and emotional changes due to quote overtraining syndrome so one persistent feelings of fatigue exhaustion or low energy throughout the day two a decline in motor mo- <laughs> motivation a decline in motivation and or self-confidence three a lack of enjoyment in favorite hobbies and interests or other signs of depression. 4. Unusual mood or emotions such as agitation, anger, confusion, irritability and restlessness. 5. New problems with sleeping including insomnia and poor sleep quality. 6. Problems with concentration and performance at work or in school. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. These fucking crack me up a little bit because these are just symptoms of ADHD. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm so sorry you have to deal with my ass, but I'm serious. I'm serious. I feel like there's so many possible reasons to have these side effects that are not related to overtraining. And that's why it's so hard to know if you are actually overtraining either like, or you're depressed or have anxiety, have ADHD, or burnt out. Um, so, this is why I have to over explain everything to you because I guarantee you I am not overtraining, but in my head, I'm like, I get irritated every day. That sounds like me. <laughs> so, you have to understand that these are symptoms of OTS, which means they're caused from irregular hormones and like not enough nutrients, increase in heart rate and cortisol levels. And most athletes are monitored through blood tests and other medical tests to ensure that they don't reach that point. Like I said, there are like teams of people that do monitor these athletes, Athletes, um, majority of them, um, at least like at a professional level that make sure that they are sleeping correctly, eating enough, like that sort of thing, because their life is like how they're performing. So that's why people do make it to the Olympics without overtraining. All right, here are the health concerns. So systemic health concerns of overtraining. One, a sickly appearance, including changes to the skin, hair, and nails, um, such as acne or hair loss. Two, an increase in resting heart rate or resting blood pressure. Three, unplanned or desired weight loss or weight gain or disordered eating. Four, digestive issues such as constipation, diarrhea, loss of appetite, and an increase in thirst. Five, reproductive issues, decrease in um, sex drive, and change in menstruation. So, um like a regular period and things like that. Six, uh, repeated bouts of illness, such as colds, um, upper upper respiratory tract infections. Um, and because many of the signs of overtraining can mimic those of other health conditions, such as asthma, anemia, depression, diabetes, it's really, really essential that you talk to your healthcare provider or your doctor about any new or unusual symptoms as they arise. But majority of that stuff won't really come from overtraining unless you do really feel like you have a problem like if you feel like you do you are experiencing symptoms of like orthorexia like over exercising like under fueling like not sleeping things like that if you're feeling like losing hair losing your period things like that you definitely want to seek help like don't be afraid like no one's gonna like throw you in a in a in a system or, or something like that you know if, if you're able to to help yourself and work work through it get therapy and, and be able to work with specialists on that you'll definitely be able to get to a really good point or um e- even just working on your own To I mean I always advise to get somebody who's certified and qualified to look, um like work with that because a lot of that can result in an eating disorder and that's just like that just sucks like they just they suck the life out of you um Honestly, like, even, even recovering is really hard. So if you feel like you're starting to get any symptoms like that, like, always, always, always just check yourself. Like, <laughs> get it get it sorted out early, as early as you can. Um, or if you are recovering, just, you know, keep working towards recovery. Like, just keep that at the, the front of your mind at all times, even if you are able to, like, work out and things like that. So, <clears throat> So we really – we just have to be real to ourselves about this. I, I'm just using myself as an example. I work out a decent amount, but I know for a fact I am not overtraining. If I feel like shit, it's because I spend too much time editing TikToks late at night, and I sit at my desk most of the day working, and stress I cause myself doing social media, and, like, my dog getting sick, or, like, you know, going, staying out too late, or something like that. And, I know for a fact it's not because of the 45 minute weightlifting sessions I do four to five times per week. It's just not. <laughs> I'm not doing enough to be causing that type of fatigue or anything like that happening. Anything else that happens is usually some sort of outside stress. It's not for my workout. So you kind of have to be the judge of that, especially because there are no real tests other than if I was really, really going for it and I started like just bombing my workouts, like I just started getting like depressed, like irritated, overtired, things like that. I have. Like I said, I have experienced um, the side effects of overtraining like that before, so I'm pretty in tune with, like, if that starts to happen, like, I know exactly what I need to do to kind of, like, get out of it, but again, I assure you, uh, like, we really just have to be real with ourselves, like, I'm real with myself about that, like, I'm, like, girl, you're not overtraining, like, if this stuff is happening, it's, it's because of, like, the other shit that's going on in your life. So that's why they say the only real way to tell is if you're declining in performance, which you would have to be tracking, like, very closely as well. So, so the two things I would really look for are decreased performance with your workouts and injuries – now, they don't have to be big injuries that put you up for months. It can be little things like little twinges you feel, constant, I call them like hiccups, things that happen when you're kind of overworking certain muscle groups or just mistakes that can be made going in from into a workout like when you're tired, things like that. Try to pick up on on as much as you can like within yourself. So now I feel like I just want to call it burnout. <laughs> like I wonder if we can submit that to the experts and be like, listen, guys, This is a better word because it just makes sense it includes all the side effects of overtraining but is also conscious of the outside lifestyle factors that play into it as well burnout is a mix of everything just like overtraining it's the stress you get from your job it's the lack of sleep from your netflix marathon it's the soreness from your workouts it's the pressure to keep your shit together even though you just feel like screaming into a pillow for an hour straight every time you get home from work. It's everything and all that affects how your body will function, which is why a big old juicy why keeping everything balanced will be the most important thing that you can do for yourself. That's why you should focus on manageable workouts and long-term results and taking things step-by-step step because you have to consider that everything in your life is going to take play a factor in that. If working out isn't your entire life, it's impossible not to consider the thousand other things that are weighing heavy on you every day. Sometimes, not doing enough can even make you feel the same exact ways. Something that I've noticed with myself and my clients have agreed with, they've seen sort of in their selves, it's almost like an undertraining syndrome where if I wait too long in between workouts or aren't really keeping up with being active enough, I feel like ass! I feel awful. I get so agitated from just sitting down like I'm stiff just from laying down and doing nothing which you think like how is it even possible and it can make me feel more tired and drained and it can make me feel like I just need to sleep for 100 years but I know that it really means that I do actually need to create more movement. So more motion, more functional strength within myself so that daily life gets a little bit easier. Your body is always adapting to the stress and the environment that it's exposed to so With the right programming and, like, mindful movement and eating habits, overtraining won't ever really be anything that you have to worry about. All right. That's my spiel on overtraining. So, (laughs) in conclusion, you'll never know if you're overtraining because there really is no test for it. But it does take a little bit of responsibility. It takes a little bit of realism. Um, And it takes a little bit of proactive planning to make sure that you aren't overtraining or doing anything with working out that is going to potentially harm your body because we want to do this because it makes us feel good because it makes us feel strong because it makes us feel fucking sexy we want to do this for all the right reasons and yes sometimes it can it, we can take it a little bit too far I've done it before I, I won't do it again, but I've definitely done it before. I know a lot of other people that have done that before, and it's just not worth it, honestly. Just focus on incorporating your workouts into your lifestyle. Keep on top of rest, recovery, and making sure that you eat enough, and you'll be great. Okay, 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 okay. Speed round. I'm gonna rock it through these because I don't know how long this is taken. Again. I brown out a little whenever I do these because I don't think I really breathe the right way when I talk like this. Uh, But anyways, here we go. First question. Are there ways I can reduce bloating? So yes, stop eating foods that cause you to bloat. If that doesn't work, talk to a doctor or a gut specialist. Uh, A lot of bloating can come from, obviously there's the bloating of just like not having food in your stomach to having food in your stomach, but that's not really considered bloating. That's just feeling full and that's like your body just doing what it needs to do. But if you're like bloating, bloating, um, it's probably because you're allergic to something that you're eating or your body's not agreeing with something that you're eating or you need to see somebody like a gut specialist or a doctor and get that figured out because there's some other shit that's like going wonky in there. Second question. Do you burn more calories working out in the cold or the heat? This would really help. I love you. Oh, well, first of all, I love you too. Second of all, it doesn't matter. Uh, there may be a microscopic difference, but just just work out in a normal temperature. Just work out in a temperature that you're comfortable with that keeps you uh, from passing out. Um, and just focus on getting the workout done instead of how hot or cold it is to burn like 20 extra calories throughout a workout um yeah when when you're trying to work out in like different temperatures and stuff unless you're like training to climb out Everest and like you need to be training in in that specific temperature you really don't need to adapt uh to anything so um workout in a air-conditioned or well-ventilated place so that you can breathe and function and get the best workout in that you can, and just make sure that you're comfortable. Uh, that the hot or cold thing doesn't uh, that doesn't really make a difference. Um, okay. Again, I feel like I don't breathe. So number three, what sort of foods should you eat in a calorie surplus? All right. Um, so I mean I'm gonna say this everything I say if I like answer abruptly like I'm saying it with love um I I like don't want you guys to think I'm like being rude uh but this is just this is just how I am so some foods um the foods that you would eat in a calorie surplus are the same foods that you would eat in a deficit but just more that's really it (laughs) that's the answer so extra protein carbs fats keep everything balanced eat the shit that you like in moderation being in a surplus also doesn't mean binge eating so don't like treat it like you have to be like eating like really copious amounts and like creating this sort of binge eating so like cycle um you know like trying to get all your calories in there are like really balanced ways that you can do it just make sure that it's it's timed the right way and that you're able to get everything in so just the same kind of foods like you want to make sure that you're getting really nutritious meals in but just just more of it just like Even you can even just start with a couple extra scoops of everything, like in the same meals that you would eat. Um, You can resort to like adding some extra snacks and things like that as well. That would help a lot. All right. Number four. Number four. I keep making progress Monday through Friday, but I always end up with bloat and weight gain on the weekends. All right. Well, you're probably going way too hard on the weekends, which is causing you to stay stagnant with your progress. And I'm guessing your progress is you're talking about some sort of like weight loss or uh, like fat loss or, or something like that. Um, so try treating the weekend just like any other day. Like I feel like we we get to the weekend and we feel like we have to do something totally different than we would from the week, but we we don't. You should be doing the same exact thing. You should be eating the same exact way during the weekend that you would be eating during the week. Obviously, there is a little bit more opportunity for social outings, like going out to eat, things like that go out and enjoy those things like in moderation of course um you know stay safe out there y'all but try to treat it normally like eat the same thing at least like try to keep breakfast and lunch like the same throughout the weekends and then if you want to get some active like active recovery you can do that you don't even necessarily have to work out on the weekends or anything like that try to just make sure that you get in a walk or do something fun like you can do a yoga class or go on a hike with your friends like Try to just do something active if you feel like it. If you do just feel like you need to, like, lay down and veg out, that's totally fine. But sometimes, a lot of times, people will be – try to be really, really good Monday through Friday, but if they're not actually fueling themselves enough and you're not actually eating the right things or eating enough, so then when it comes to Friday through Sunday, you're just, like, going for it because you're telling yourself that you're not allowed to have it Monday through Friday. So what happens is your body takes this kind of, like – this panicked um it's kind of like the forbidden fruit effect so it's like oh well i can't have this during the week so i need to have everything right now and get it out of the way so that's why you kind of end up uncontrollably going really hard on the weekends so treat it just like every other weekday allow yourself to enjoy other foods like throughout the week like i don't care if it's a fucking tuesday like you can have a brownie on tuesday and shit you don't have to wait for saturday to eat a brownie like or whatever you're doing um try to just space out a little bit more normally so then you can start making decisions based off of like what you what you really want all right okay oh my god all right my babies my little chickens my little tomatoes my little hot pockets my little seahorses i don't know what to call you guys we have to think of a name for y'all so i can start a cult i would like to start a cult of well-informed sustainable fitness bitches Give us some thought let me know what you think we need a name i want i need something i can like refer to you guys as like i call you my besties i call you guys i call you friends i call you whatever but i feel like i need like a a, like a distinct name for for our cult because i would really like to create a cult so um anyways i hope this helped maybe it cleared some things up maybe confused you even more (laughs) but i am Happy to be back talking to you, so thank you so much, and make sure you tell your friends and family. Actually, don't. No, 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 don't. Actually, don't. Let's keep this a secret. Just don't talk about me at all um, to anyone. Keep this podcast a secret. Uh, Like I said, I'm too sensitive, so um, I cannot take it. (laughs) But I love you all. Please send me some reviews. Like, let me know um, if you liked it. If you want me to keep doing uh, – If there's anything, like, specific that you guys want me to do, just, just like, DM me. Like, as soon as you finish listening to this, like, whenever it is, even if this is, like, a month from now, even if you listen to it and you just DM me and give me some suggestions, um, that would be really, really helpful. Maybe I'll open a little Q&A for it on my story and just see what you guys want to hear about because I definitely want to make sure that I am – answering your questions um and not just rambling on about shit that I think of in my head (laughs) all right I love you guys so much I love you guys so much I love you guys all right (laughs) I'm gonna go I love you bye